So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the first riot of the Luddites. Then on Tuesday, we unearthed the mad coincidence of the day two different Dennis the Menaces made their comic strip debuts. On Wednesday, the day the Spanish conquered the last Maya kingdom. Thursday was the day Colonel Sanders sued KFC. And on Friday, we recall how Vincent van Gogh's sister-in-law made his name. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast has always been preceded by missile strikes. Preceded, followed by, during, paid for. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. Aramco wouldn't sponsor us, so... I'm just saying, Manscaped headquarters haven't been hit by a missile attack this week. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that always has a two-hour meeting before recording to decide if we actually want to do it or not. Oh, can you hear that meeting? I thought that was just me talking out loud. <laughs> I just, I'm just worried about our safety. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the screaming intestinal pain of F1 podcast. You see this? No. P- poor Pierre Gasly. I've had screaming intestinal pain, and I can tell you now, I'd have come higher up than Gasly. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, Latifi is in the wall. It's time for a bonus round of Who Gets Fucked. Phrasing. This week, it's going to be Will Stevens. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. Last week, we recorded about an hour after the race. So to even things out, we are doing this one on Wednesday. And we probably won't upload it until, I don't know, free practice three for Melbourne. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the podcast F1 deserves. I'm Chigares, and today from our now regular haunts on the internet around Europe, we are going to talk about the absolute shit show that was the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Apart from the race, that was pretty good. But the rest of it, fucking ludicrous. We will talk about the looming threat of violence, the pretty nasty crashes, the race itself, and a plethora of foul-mouthed tangents. Don't say we didn't warn you, that is all to come. And joining me is a man who had a holiday. It's Phil Tromans. Hello. I've obviously got a full time, I say obviously, I've got a full time job uh, now, which after years of being freelance, which meant I get paid holiday, which is a weird thing that I'd not been used to for a long time. So I took three days off last week and cleaned out the garage and took my car in for a service. It was so good. Oh, wow. I got paid for it, though. I didn't have to do any work. (sighs) okay two questions does that mean you can ride your bike in the garage again now no it's still not quite clear yet but i did most of it (laughs) most of it's done (laughs) and how and what number service of your car is this i don't know because it's got three years of not being serviced before i got it so uh this was actually i actually took it in for a recall it had its airbags replaced it's in for a service at the moment i just thought that was too complicated for a short intro but now you've asked i'm going to go into it in detail (laughs) no what i mean was how many times have you you taken this car into the garage oh for a service this is the first time but in general, oh, uh, this is the second time, third time. No, it is. It's just that which the, car is this? The BMW. It's just that the first time you it was it. in for a week, and then it was in for a day for the airbags, and now it's been in for three days so far. How many things have you had to do to this car? A lot of things, or pay a mechanic to do for I've you. I've done a few minor car. things because I don't have much time, which like, I probably should have thought about. I've changed the uh, bonnet sensor. <laughs> I've cleaned it. Wow. Uh, what else have I done? Wow. I've taken it to the garage. You've cleaned it. <laughs> I changed By the headlight. I, ch- I changed the uh, changed the indicator lights. Took them out. Got put fit new ones. Uh, I've got some new fog lamps on the way, which I'll do myself. Uh, changing a wheel arch trim. That'll that'll do myself. 
gripping. And alongside him is a man who is watching Time Team. It is Terry Saunders. Ooh, that's a blast from the past. I like Time Team. Well, is it a blast from the past or is it a blast from now? Because I discovered just yesterday when I should have been technically sleeping that Time Team has been relaunched under Patreon and now it's a YouTube-only series. Oh, really? No. Oh, is I it really the same? Like is it the same gems on there? No, Tony Robinson has obviously... He needs too much money, so uh, he's gone. He gone. Which is good. He's a bit annoying, you know. And some of the some of them are dead, I think. But apart from that, it's fucking great. I've just been watching like a half hour of YouTube episodes, and it's like the same music, except for Sing the first the thing they're doing. What is Carenza? Carenza's still on it. Good. The Geofiz guy's still on it. Oh. <laughs> Let's look at the Geofiz. Do they still oh. dig stuff up from the ground? Well, this has been the problem, I think, because after a lot of fanfare, I've watched the first two episodes and they've only found bits of pot. I mean, I've found they've bits always, of pot they, today. They ever, only ever found bits of pot. Yeah, but you you think for their first one back, they want to find diamonds, you know, some gold coins or Cleopatra. Body, but it's just just bits of bits of cock, cock, <laughs> <laughs> bits of cock. Wow, good to see where they get. Are you sure it's Patreon and not OnlyFans? That's why it's online. So, yeah. Oh, hang on, Rim Team. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, Chica, have you been watching sorted things on the internet? Or well, anything I mean, else? What, more than usual. Yes. Um, I have done this last weekend, I did um, pregnancy pilates. Ooh. Yes. Uh, which was basically is that where is that where you have to say please and thank you a lot? <laughs> it's basically just like touch. It. Come on, everyone, let's let's all touch our knees. Ready? Ooh. <laughs> which um, is harder than it sounds when you're pregnant, I would imagine. It is. It is. I mean, to be honest, it's pretty hard for knees. Beforehand, uh, we all got emails, and I thought it was going to be like sort of medical questions, but the question was basically uh, you had to sort of describe your level of incontinence. Um, nice. Beforehand. Yeah. Are you sure you didn't read it wrong and it was incompetence? Because that's <laughs> quite an incompetent answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here comes Listener's Corner. Be careful, there's no runoff and the wall's made of concrete. Let's start with the biggest story of the weekend. The destructive missile that caused all sorts of mayhem. Yes, Nicholas Latifi. Hey. Having clearly learned that his beloved catchphrase is smashing into the wall and bringing out a race-changing safety car, the hapless Canadian this week ruined Sergio Perez's race. Russell Trigg said Latifi crashes the Red Bull pits, Lewis doesn't and Max overtakes right at the end to win. Deja vu? And Kevin Barry says Latifi has figured out a guaranteed way to make it to the record books and never be forgotten. Alistair White says, like the Yemeni Houthi rebels, Latifi showed us how they missile into Aramco. And Tim Renler says, given Latifi appears to have found a propensity for crashing into walls, I think it's only fair that as a pay driver, in addition to his yearly fee, he now also pays for every car he parks in one. Hmm. That's me clapping at Alistair White's joke. That's <laughs> yeah, joke of the, the Aramco Armco. Yeah, it's pretty. Or did he put crash into an Aramco barrier? Because that would be even better. I, I'd need to see the crash again. Either way, it works. It's very good. It's a good joke. It is a good joke. Terry's joke of the week. Is, it, is this um, conspiracy corner? Is 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 Nicholas Latifi now Red Bull's most useful driver? Well, no. He's <laughs> just a bit shit, isn't he? Or is he? <laughs> is he actually a plant? We, <laughs> he's won a world championship no, for Verstappen. Last... He's now won a race for Verstappen. We've we have done this one, have we? 
We talked last week about this is before it how even happened. TV is a bit crap. It's all an act, and an I act. think this. It's not. An, you can't act a bit crap. Are you telling me it's complete coincidence that he did the same thing again and Max won the race again? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe maybe it is. Maybe it is. But maybe it isn't. Okay. A third time's a charm. If it happens a third time, I will start to think about it. But so far, let's, twice. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Latifi's not going to crash again, is he? No, he'll <laughs> crash again. I'm not saying him crashing a third time makes it true. I'm saying that if he crashes and Verstappen wins the race stroke championship because of that crash, yeah. the, the chances of him crashing in a safety but, car coming out are pretty low, I suppose. Look, arguably, I know you're trying to make me all get conspiracy based, but arguably that didn't help Max win the race, didn't it? I mean, it helped. It, didn't it just cool. happened that, it, you know, just as soon as Perez had pitted, he crashed. And then, you know, just saying it's all a little bit Alonso-like. Okay, now you, now you say it like that, I'm coming around to the idea that actually... <laughs> yeah. Flavio Briatore... Yeah. I was going to say, did you it. hear uh, some terrible broken Italian English in the background as it happened? I'm not saying I did, <laughs> but I'm also not saying I didn't. Or just the coughing of Pat Simmons. I've always got the impression that Pat Simmons coughs. Well, like on, like on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> The guy cheating. No, more the, <laughs> not kind of cheating. <coughs> Crash now. Kind of, <laughs> I've been smoking for thirty years, and it's kind of he's just got the look of someone who smokes. But which I, even which, which, I can't remember who he worked for in the past. Who he would smoke for? Rothmans. He was. He'd have been Rothmans. He'd have been John Player Special. He'd have been Winfield. Oil. Yeah, he's he's worked for all the rough tobacco sponsors. <laughs> rough tobacco. West. West. <laughs> well, no, no. Look, as a, as a former and occasional social smoker, I have got, I've smoked all the brands, <laughs> and I'm telling you, which is Marlboro the roughest? Is still up there. Roughest, Gulwars. Oh, yeah, Gulwar, you know, proper. Is it the red shit. or the blue ones that Winfield are really are harsh? Nasty. I think the red ones. Winfield wasn't nice. I tried that when they were sponsoring Williams. West, Grim, <laughs> Benson and Hedges. Don't play a special. A rank. Benson Hedges are quite nice. Marlboro Red. Marlboro Red I used to smoke because of McLaren. Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> works, kids. Um, Anything by Philip Morris? I love Philip Morris. Is the film uh, about me. <laughs> what about Buzzing Hornets? Right. Look, B&H were okay. Lambert and Butler, oh, they never sponsored a Formula 1 team. but they Woodbines, yeah. Anyway, this... I feel like we're, uh, we're tobacco, moving slightly look, off. If any tobacco companies want to sponsor the podcast... <laughs> There's no ban here. I... Yeah, technically, because we're in international waters. Are we? Yeah. yeah. Like Radio Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, another man who had a less than brilliant weekend was Lewis Hamilton. He set up his car really badly. He qualified really badly and then nearly spawned his way into a decent position during the safety car. But then he didn't and he finished in 10th. Nick Pebble says, Lewis not knowing if 10th is awarded points feels similar to a king asking if his people eat worms and mud to survive. <laughs> a niche metaphor Alison Brooker said you know how last year we were all very impressed with how Hamilton climbed up through the field from the back in Brazil how come he didn't manage to do that at the weekend might it be that it was mostly the car after all oh fuck off of course it's don't give us this oh, oh now he's not very good it must be the car of course it's the car it's not a coincidence that he's won seven championships and Mercedes just by just by chance have won eight constructors championships what a happy coincidence that they've both won of course it's the fucking car but the point was Terry. is that Bottas was often at the back and he never wound his way to the front in the good car because he's not as good as Lewis fucking Hamilton Jesus Christ it's, sorry it's, it's La Bestie Hamilton 
Not fucking Hamilton. That's fuck. Um, the uh, the sorry, the, sorry, Alison. Well, totally uh, I mean, it is a bit of a silly question, Alison, but maybe Terry overreacted. A little bit. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. But Nick's Nick's yeah, point. Did you, you did you hear did you hear Hamilton saying <laughs> after the race is like, do I get a point for tenth? Because he doesn't know because he never finishes down oh. there. I absolutely see Nick's point. Sweet. Um, huh, no point. No pun intended. No point intended. Um, that he d- he doesn't know what happens away from like the top four. Fourth is a bad yeah, day. Yeah, well, same as a. Okay, it's like when a politician gets asked how much does a pint of milk. Oh, I don't know, yeah. fifteen pounds. Well, okay. Well, how, how much does a pint of milk cost? Three or six. I genuinely have no <laughs> idea. No, actually, no, he's like, no one's got a <laughs> question. Chica, how much does a, a pint quid? of milk cost? Uh, probably less because you buy them in more than a pint, don't you? I'm going to no, say. If- I'm going to say sixty-four p. <laughs> okay, according to Sainsbury's 60p at Sainsbury's. <gasps> it's 60p, Chica. You are the woman of the people. Wow, okay. <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. You really are. I'm well people's. I, I didn't even give an answer. Have I was going to go five years. I said that's also 60p <laughs> at Waitrose, so. Look, I only drink oat milk, which is uh, a lot more expensive. Two euros 19 a litre. So. Yeah. Right. It's nice, though. It is nice. Yeah. It really helps with the Marlboro go down. <laughs> Poor old Lewis. <laughs> Right. Um, okay. I think we've answered uh, answered your question there by making Alison feel small. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry Alison. Alison. Oh, Alison, it's not the car. What? But we've no, proven that I buy milk. Yeah. Anyway, in the run-up to the race... So, Ma- Milk Board, if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> we are open. The Milk, the milk Board? <laughs> <laughs> it's not 1982. Well... Uh, well, so you've just been promoting oat milk. So that's not good for us. Well, Oatly, if you want to sponsor us, that's absolutely fine. Nah, yeah. I'm, not pr- I'm not promoting that. Anyway. <laughs> oh, but a Ramco, that's fine. <laughs> In the run-up to the race, mass executions, a rebel missile strike and a massive crash that ruled out Mick Schumacher suggested that maybe Saudi Arabia wasn't the best place to race. Ryan Simpson says, even putting missiles, mass executions and human rights aside for one minute, which we shouldn't, the t- track is a death trap get it to fuck jamie turner says saudi track produces a great race if you only watched it in the last five laps can we just not go back in future please well haven't they signed a 99 year deal with saudi arabia to do a track yeah i'm trying to remember what the clinching factor was was it uh, a load of money i think it probably was a load of money although i don't think it was this track wasn't no, it, it they was were going morals to this track. morals it was going to be this track for the first two race years and then they're going to have a purpose-built track which I think they're going to use, like, executed bodies of the asphalt or something. <laughs> yeah. It's not... It's. I was thinking about this. In, in the run-up, the, the race itself was actually pretty good, I thought. Like, take everything else outside it and watch the actual racing action. It was pretty entertaining. It's, the best, it's better than Bahrain. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but everything leading up to it, by gum, like, literal, you know, war going on close to the circuit, smoke rising over the top of the track as they're delaying practice... And, you know, 81 executions a few days before the race happens. The whole long-running human right thing. Um, And the fact that the track is, while I quite like it as a racing track, eh, some of the safety aspects maybe could be tweaked and improved a little bit, judging by the fact that every time Mick Schumacher's been there, he's absolutely destroyed his car. Um, The question keeps coming up, should we be racing there? And, you know, in the past I've sort of... 
I've I've slightly not come down on either side of the fence and gone, you know, the fact that we're talking about it is surely good because otherwise this would all be going on behind closed doors. But okay, we're talking about it now. Is we've raised we've put the spotlight on it. Could we now not go away and let them sort it out and then maybe come back when they're not so horrible? I don't know. Oh yeah, Saudi Saudi they're really good at reacting to peer pressure, aren't they? That's what they're known for, the Saudi <laughs> is to be like, Oh, do you know what? Do you know what? You're right. Now, now I've Every, it on everyone TV. else is it doing. Everyone bad. else is doing it like this. Maybe we should as well. Or maybe we should lock ourselves yeah. away for decades and, and execute people. Um, yeah, but I don't have an answer. What would it take, if, you know, for them to for them to cancel it? If if you know a, a missile strike and well, mass executions. Well, going on didn't. other things that have happened recently, I think Saudi has to invade Ukraine and then mm. they will cancel the race. Mm, I think so. <laughs> or catch COVID. <laughs> that would seal the deal so in other news the bright city gonna set my soul gonna set my soul on fire formula one has got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn so get those stakes up higher yes f1 is the devil with love to spare so viva las vegas what i'm trying to say is that there's going to be a third united states race in yes las vegas next year possibly on a saturday during thanksgiving weekend Not in Caesar's Palace car park. Where next? Africa, according to F1 CEO Stefano Dominicale, gets set for a lot of races. Yes, three races in the US now. After none for ages and no market at all, Netflix has now properly landed. USA is all in an F1. We're getting a load of races, possibly even more in the future, probably. One in every state. A million races a year. Dominicali says we're going to Africa as well in the future. I'm. I don't want to go to Africa. No, we I have to. Go we to have to go. I want all races to be in Europe, in Berlin, with the occasional one in Berlin, ideally. No, no, I wouldn't want that. Oh, that'd be horrible. Because then my friends would be like, "You're the one that likes Formula One. Tell them to fuck off." And I'd be like, "I've got Jack Nichols' number, <laughs> and um, you know, I'll text Jack all the time. I'd be like, can you fuck off? And um, doesn't don't tell Jack to fuck off." That. No, I know. I'll be telling Formula One to fuck off, but Jack to be the person that says it. Okay, so throw. Although Jack, anyway. I've just got a Facebook advert. If you're listening for the Formula E in May in Berlin, <laughs> which I'll try not to miss this year. So VIP tickets, please. Anyway, this isn't about you. No, it's about Las Vegas. Everything's about me, Chico. We haven't been. The F1 has raced in Vegas before. You're about to have a child. This is what it's like. Yeah. Everything is about me. <laughs> Feed me. It is true. Change my pants. This is absolutely true. Ever since I've had a child, <laughs> Terry has not shut up. <laughs> I mean, like, sat there like, God, this is just like having Terry in the house. <laughs> uh, it was like that last uh, week. Phil, my bibs are dirty. <laughs> yeah. No, no, bibs are dead. RIP the bibs. There'll be oh. no interruptions for bibs this evening. Um, right, we're talking about Las Vegas. Yeah, Come Las on. Vegas. It, it's going to be a street track up and down the strip. It'll probably look quite good, but I can't. I mean, American streets. We, uh, was there ever a good American street race? The last one in Vegas was in a car park. Phoenix. There was Phoenix, which was also not very good. I, but I was only 10. I loved it. I mean, they... FSF, oh, Long Beach. Long <laughs> Beach was all right, I suppose. But that was a while ago, and I doubt they'd be able to race there now. I don't know. Where else? And it, just, is this all down shit. to Netflix? Uh, pretty much. Because yes, uh, uh, it's liberty in Netflix, isn't it? It's just about... It's all down to money. Money, money, money. Money makes the world go round. Money, 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 money. <laughs> There's a song in that. Um, yes, it. I mean, pretty much because uh, viewership in America has shot up, and analysis suggests that it's largely down to the Netflix effect. And I'm sure the fact that you know they've got proper YouTube now and all this kind of stuff that Bernie never wanted. 
but it means that you know it's a big untapped market that they want to get into in the same way that they're going after China um is it from next year they're they're after multiple races in China I think and you know I will only accept a Las Vegas Grand Prix if when Martin Brown does the grid walk all of the teams have to be dressed as Elvis well <laughs> I was having this conversation on Twitter uh, today actually around this do you remember the was it the first Austin race? I can't remember now where they had the super jazzy the wrestling announcement. Yes, which was yeah. so cringeworthy because they didn't do it properly. They half-assed it and the drivers weren't that into it. And it was just like, Urgh. I think if they go all in on it and they do it properly and we have some proper American razzmatazz, you know, they're dressed as the, I don't know, cheerleaders and they all come skipping out and then there's military jets and one of the drivers has to sing the American National Anthem. I think that'd be really good. I'd watch that. Or... Or they do it like the film Leaving Las Vegas, which is where Nicolas Cage, I believe, does his wife leave him or is he Doesn't ill? he have a sordid affair himself. with Elizabeth Shue or something? And there's some well, he, he decides to drink himself to death by going to Vegas. Mm. So I think that would be good. You know, if you get someone like Alonso, just to be like, right. Yeah. You can start on pole, but you have to have drunk only whiskey for three months Maybe beforehand. everything about the race has to be in some way related to Las Vegas films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's a good idea. Okay. I think we've nailed that. You can use that for a future state of F1 if you like. Or we'll just send it directly to F1. Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at For F1's Sake or find us on Facebook where we're For F1's Sake or email us at wrong at ff1s.com. Alternatively, if you think we are right though, then why not buy us a beer? Just like Isa Hernandez, who said, Listen for the first time this morning. You'll make me laugh a great deal and I greatly appreciate it. Cheers from Chicago. Thank you, Issa. Chicago is a lovely place. I've been there. It is great. Uh, it has good accents. And uh, I'm a little bit disappointed that you only listened for the first time this morning. Um, Wait, there should be a race in Chicago. It's very windy. Abraham Berman, who said, My wife's favourite driver is Bottas. She affectionately refers to him as Boaty. She knows he's not the best driver, but she really likes him. Is this something I should be concerned about? What do you think it says about me? Well, why don't you ask her previous boyfriend, <laughs> Lewis Hamilton? <laughs> well, no, just, yeah. I don't know. There's, there's something about being a number two driver, number two husband. I haven't quite figured it out. Boaty McBottas. Pegging. That <laughs> wasn't where I was going to go, but sure. Sebastian Elga Cox, he says. To Speaking my- of pegging. <laughs> <laughs> to my favourite F1 podcast, hope this brings up the pint quota for 22 with my humble contribution. Never change, you three, except for Terry's pink hair. Oh, fuck oh! you. He's wearing a hat tonight, oh, so we I can't see. actually see the hair. Have you changed like, the hair? Fine. Right, the hat's coming off. Fuck oh, you. look, oh, it's pink. an Alpine. Yeah. yeah. Terry's Alpine oh, hair. Great, look at that. I got a fringe. Look, pink hair is fine. He's cut. You fuckers. <laughs> but thank you again for the beer. Chris Lee, who says, have an extra pint for making me and my wife burst out laughing to your Manscaped sponsored bit. Wait, hold my beer. I need to shave my balls, balls, balls. Oh, there you go. Suggestive marketing's working very well. Do you hear that, Manscaped? And Paul Fernley. Thanks, Paul. Who didn't leave a comment, That's so it, fuck no you. Com- no, don't no. fuck him. He left us no, beer. No, 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 if you donate money, no. leave a funny comment. Thank you, Paul. No, the, I mean, he left beer. Beer first. Funny yeah. comment if you like. The funny comment's appreciated. The beer is really appreciated. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Not by, not by Chica. And to our monthly donors, keeping us in beer all year long. And this week, we celebrate Keith Falconer. Yes. Bernard War, yes. Chris Lee, again, yeah. oh, Jenny and Ralph Brynard, yeah. Zachary Gaumpert-Mitchelson. What a guy. And what, what a name. What a name. 
What a name. Bryce Davies yes. and Andrew Cunningham. Brilliant. From Happy Days. Join them, join them all by going to ff1s.com forward slash pint, pint, pint. Terry. Phil. Balls. Balls, balls, balls. Balls, 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 balls. Balls, balls, ballsy, balls, balls. <laughs> How's it going down there? Pretty bad, Phil. It's like Vietnam. And when I say like Vietnam, I mean I'm trying to get some Americans to <laughs> clear the place, but the Viet Cong really, really are just hiding in my pubes, and they do guerrilla warfare down there. Have you uh, got your order of the performance package 4.0 from Manscaped yet? Well, I've put the order in. It's coming any day now, and not a moment too soon. It's like the before video in a David Attenborough documentary. All I'm saying is rising sea levels means that my balls are... Teeming with life. What are you looking forward to the most? Have a guess, Phil. Oh, is it the waterproof lawnmower 4.0 trimmer which comes complete with an LED light for nighttime pruning? That is good because I only prune at nighttime because that's when the vehicle are asleep. Okay, is it the weed whacker ear and hair nose trimmer? A close call, Philly boy, but no, it's not right. Okay, is it is it the crop reserver ball deodorant and crop reviver toner to keep you fresh? You're in the right area, and uh, by area, I mean my ballsack. Right, well, it must be the performance boxer briefs then to keep your groom balls in the comfort they deserve. So close. Okay. Think about it, think about it. What do I keep in my briefs? Okay, what is it then? Well, it's either that lovely smell or, in fact, they're sponsoring this episode of Fred One's Sake and offering our listeners 20% and free shipping with the code... Balls, balls, balls! Ah, balls, ballsy balls. No, balls, balls, balls! That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code BALLSBALLSBALLS. And you could have better balls than me. Imagine that. I can't imagine that. Oh shit, take cover. Incoming teams. Ferrari. Leclerc made Verstappen use his brain and think about what he was doing while driving, and we thought signs might not start because of a wiring crisis. Who do you think is better in a pub quiz, Leclerc or Verstappen? Leclerc or Verstappen? Yeah. Not signs. He's not invited. No, no. Okay, no, fine. No, he's not invited. Okay. Well, Leclerc, obviously, because yeah, Verstappen's thick as pig shit. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> Leclerc's like a Renaissance man. He's it was erudite. Verstappen... Or Ricardo, that would be a tricky question. <laughs> wow, that would not be but a team you'd want to be on, would you? I think no. it'd be Verstappen because his dad will be there behind him going, It's Argentina! <laughs> He'd be on his phone finding out the answer. Yeah, no, Leclerc would know. Yeah. Leclerc's very smooth. He'd be sitting there, you know, beautifully dressed, probably got a cigar, lots of women around him, knowing all the answers to obscure <laughs> questions about 70s yeah. pop rock. He would be like, you know the scene in a, in a film, like in, in a Las Vegas film, where there's a man, like a James Bond character, at the roulette table, hmm. and there's all the women in low-cut dresses around him, and, and he just kind of says, kiss on my dice, sweetie, which, you know, in roulette, <laughs> dice, you know. And he throws a dice, and everyone goes, ah, ha, 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 oh, you're amazing, James. But this is that, a pub quiz I'm talking about. Here. Yeah, but that's what Leclerc would be like, so he'd have all these women around it's him. It's a Monaco pub quiz. What's the women got to do with it? Because he's literally Charlie Charlotte Clerk. Win you look a at pub him. quiz. Look, look, if Charlotte Clerk was in your local boozer, right, 
Yeah, doing all a the local quiz girls would be on you, him. You would be around there like a shot going, oh, shawl, shawl. And then he'd answer a question like, you know, who was the opening act at Live Aid, Phil? Uh, Val Dunican. Oh, we don't know the. I don't know. I don't know either. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not Charles Leclerc, that's why. Uh, I mean, that's why, so that's why we need him on our team. Who was the. <laughs> I bet it was Val Dunican. Oh, it was Phil Collins, wasn't it? Was it? Oh, he was the opener. Oh, dear. No, it's status quo. Status quo. There you go. Oh, so, the best act on first. Oh, fuck off. So, yeah, he'd say, Charles Leclerc would say, oh, I think it's status quo, which we don't know how he talks because Monaghan <laughs> isn't a real accent. And he'd say status quo, and everyone, would, all the girls would go like, "Wow, my God, you're amazing, Charles! Status yeah. quo." Oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Whereas Verstappen would be the guy in the Indiana Jones movie that tries to kill Indy and gets shot immediately. Red Bull. Verstappen's racing provided some of the biggest talking points that didn't involve missile attacks or highly questionable human rights. Perez, on the other hand, had great qualifying, and then it all went wrong with the safety car. Could we be seeing great things from Perez in the coming races, or was this a sick fluke? Well, sick fluke. No, 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 no. I think so. This year, by all accounts, the Red Bull is a good car. Yeah, it seems to be. And this year, by all accounts, it's a fairly easy car to drive. So you don't need to be, you know, and I'm going to praise Verstappen here as good as Verstappen to be quick in it. So I think this year, Perez is going to do a lot better than previous Red Bull drivers, which doesn't make Albon and that other guy, Gasly, uh, <laughs> Look, work. They'll make him look bad, but doesn't mean Perez is better than them. He's just in the car this year, which is lucky. Yeah, I mean, should we should we talk about Perez looking like he might actually have won it because he was really good in qualifying. Uh, I mean, like he beat Verstappen straight. Yeah, in and that, that was a, a top a top notch lap he did, which just goes to show that you know. Sometimes there's a driver in your team who maybe nobody thinks is the best, but occasionally he can do a good qualifying lap. I can't think who else has been like that. Um, no, except, nobody springs to mind. But except I don't think Perez would have won the race because even Why? If, because Christian Horner's fucking daddy issues erection hard on for Mercedes <laughs> and Toto Wolf. Even if Verstappen was fourth, they would make Perez give up first. <laughs> To swap places so that Verstappen still finishes third. That's how much <laughs> you reckon they, they give want up to a beat victory. Mercedes. Yes, I actually do. I actually think Christian Horner. But they were going to beat Mercedes anyway. Yeah, but even that. Yeah, but Christian Horner is like Mercedes could announce that they're not going to compete in the championship this year, and he'd be like, "Going, it's all a ruse. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna come and they're gonna win." And he just stays at night imagining Toto. You know, just imagine Toto. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think Perez did Which, can very we well also this praise ourselves for not making the Toto joke about there being a race in Africa? Just saying we didn't do that joke. Well done. <laughs> well, we haven't done it yet. I was saving it for when they That's actually announced the, announced the race. No, because when they announce it, all of Twitter will do that joke. So we are not doing that joke now to maintain the moral high ground. I still have every intention of doing that joke. Oh, yeah. Phil. Might even you record know that- TikTok. You know that every every uh, team social media account would just be 
Toto Wolf's Africa. I fucking love that song. No one um, likes that song. Uh, you think you I like that song that because song. you're fucking don't, idiots. Don't. You're the fucking millennial TikTok generation <laughs> who thinks song. you like something <laughs> because <laughs> because social media tells you to like it because it's fucking ironic. It's not ironic. It's about as ironic no. as the fucking time warp. Now fuck off. I'm not. I'm not liking liking it. Ironically, I genuinely think it's a really good song, and I That's like the other Toto songs as well. You think right. you like it? Of course, it's a fucking car. <laughs> anyway, Perez was. Per, oh, are we, okay. Oh, fuck yeah. Perez. Come on. Hamilton <laughs> wishes. Stefan was he, lucky. We're going to talk about Toto. Come on. Hamilton wishes he'd done, he'd done what all good sports people do when things aren't looking good. Suddenly, got that bad news of a positive COVID test. Instead, he had a humiliating weekend of not making it past Q3. His virtual safety pit plan falling through and not being able to keep up with Haas. Not being able to keep up with Haas. Why was Russell not as bad as Hamilton, though? So Russell, no, hey, okay, set up, yes, but also Russell's been driving the Williams for a few years, so, like, he's... He's used you know to when, with the shit car. Yeah, you know when you think something's going to be heavy? No, you know when you've been carrying a heavy bag and then you carry something light and your arms go up in the air because you're used to... He- heavy becomes the new normal. <laughs> it's like that. Right. Brilliant. I think everybody understands that. It's like aerodynamic. It's okay. Sure. It's ground effect. <laughs> Um, it's a grand so, force. That's not grand force. It is. It's a grand force. I don't remember how to do That's time team. You have been watching. Why are you watching Keeping Up Appearances? It's German TV. It's like 20 years behind British. Uh, who are we talking about? Mercedes. It's yeah. bucket. <laughs> Basically, the car. I, I reckon there's something in your point, Terry. That that uh, Russell is used to trying to make a shitty car as good as it can possibly be, and he's had lots of practice with it. Whereas Mercedes, uh, whereas Hamilton is so used to having a pretty tip-top car that you just need to do a little couple of little comfy tweaks to, and it'll be super fast. Whereas now he's got an absolute shitter that he's going to have to radically reinterpret. And he tried something for qualifying, and it did not work at all. Um, and the trouble is, of course, once you set up a car for qualifying, you're then stuck with it in the race, bar of you know, tire pressures or something. And I'm a big Hamilton fan. I do really rate him, but so far this year is not looking good for his legacy because I mean, his legacy, I think, is okay. But no, no, no. Of course, we know it's the fucking car, yada yada yada. But you know, you've got this weird thing happening where. Verstappen is being like, no, after you, sir, to Leclerc, after last year being like, oh, Hamilton pushed me off. Oh, my God, Hamilton's such a bad guy. Oh, he kicked me. And now it's like, he's going, oh, look at the respect between me and Charles. It's because, but it's, yeah, it's basically, it's being racist, isn't it? He's saying, oh, she can't, oh, look at me, this other white driver doing very well. Oh, I wow. wonder why that is. Okay, our lawyers are, are, are calling, our lawyers are ringing. I'll just mute that call. We have um, got lawyers, we've said before, <laughs> I'll defend myself in court. Just I'll um, us in court. <laughs> I mean, for all you're saying that Verstappen and Leclerc are getting like our house on fire, which does seem to be the case at the moment. A, it's early in the season, and B, it's not like Verstappen isn't whining even more than last year. I he mean, just want to be on his pub quiz team. <laughs> maybe, True. but he doesn't know any trivia. He's like, I, won't, yeah. I didn't. He literally say this race, didn't he? Come on the radio and go, "This is so unfair," or words to that effect. He's properly giving it the the horn a wine this year. Yeah, yeah, it's mm. true. It's true. But I mean. The other thing with Hamilton, though, is there's been this kind of rhetoric around him that he's in the best car, therefore he hasn't got to do anything, he's just got to turn up and win the race. And the first year he was in a struggling car, 
he's looking a bit shit because he can't set up a car. And, you know, it's like, even though we know it's more complicated than that, oh, it looks shit. <laughs> yeah, the optics the optics aren't brilliant, but it's early yeah. days. I, I still remain, I will still be very surprised. And I'm not going to do any betting because I've learned that over the past seven years. It's not a good idea that, that he will be well ahead of Russell. When Wilkins you say here. you've learned that, you mean you've learned by watching me? That's one of the ways, yes. <laughs> Sorry. I bet here 10 euros that Lewis Hamilton wins the world championship. Oh, I'm. I'm I will, actually, let's take that bet. Yeah, I bet he doesn't. 10 euros or GB, 10 pounds, fine. To which charity are we going with? Um, no, I'm getting a bit sick of dogs. We've still, I mean, we've still got, we've still got a dog. We've still got Charlie Shiting. Didn't you have a Christmas card off him? For a while. I got a, oh, no, I got you, a Christmas card. You got, you got a card? Yeah, yeah, I didn't read it. Um, Is he all right? <laughs> yes, you did. You sent us a picture of it. <laughs> don't, right. don't play it cool. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't even like dogs. Yeah. I like a cat. You okay. love him. Dogs trust. Ten, ten euros. All right, ten pound. I say, write this down, producer Matt, please, because I won't. No. Hamilton ten euros not because, win this year. Because look, by December, ten pound is going to be worth about three euros. Just so forty-five <laughs> rubles. Yeah. Let's go with the stronger currency of our NFT. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bitcoin. You're welcome. Oh, Chica's got some ready. Go into Justin. Hartman. You can get ten percent off Rene with the code <laughs> Bird Bird Bird. <laughs> Um, uh, Haas? Right. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Haas. Haas. Schumacher wrecked his car in qualifying and tweeted that he was okay and that Haas will come back stronger. The thing is, Haas were pretty strong without you. Magnussen <laughs> scored points for the second time in a row. Yeah, they're a one-man team. I'm not sure they'll bring Schumacher back. <laughs> I've just realised I've not actually watched the Schumacher crash because I saw it live and then they didn't repeat it because, you know... Oh, yeah, there. they did later when they found out he was all right because initially it was a bit kind of like... Yeah. It was a little bit worrying to start with because it was a hefty old wallop. So I'm going to watch it now and do a live react like on the internet. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is such Got a visual thing. Music. This is a well-researched oh. podcast. Oh, Ooh. That was a big one. Hmm. Ooh. Okay, now in slow motion. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I don't have to react in slow motion. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck. Fucking hell. It was a yeah, big that's one. That's a lot of car. Yeah, I reckon it cost a million quid, that crash. And it's not the first time that Schumacher's binned it. And it's not the first time Schumacher's binned it at Saudi. He's got a 100% record of thumping it into the wall and destroying the car at Saudi Arabia. And for joke continuity, Alistair's joke was right. It is in an Aramco barrier. Oh, brilliant. Oh, that makes the joke but even better. Well that is done. tremendous Well done work. again. Right I thought it was a pun again. on Armco, which would have been good anyway. Aramco. But, um, well, they don't yeah. use Armco anymore, do they, Phil? That's my live reaction. Well, then, well maybe they bloody should. They're literally just a concrete wall. Armco would have been better. Turns out live reaction is hard if you don't just want to go. Oh, I was going to say, if you had me on Google, you'd just be sitting there going, huh, and having a drink. <laughs> Suddenly, I respect Jake. Jake. Jake Nichols. What's his, I can't even say his name right. Jake I Nichols. respect Jack Nichols more because he doesn't just go, fucking hell. <laughs> I bet his early stuff was like that, though. I reckon if you're listening to him doing, you know, Formula Vauxhall at Croft or whatever he used to do, I bet it's all going, shit! 
Jack, you if you're listening, please send us an early recording and maybe some pictures. Of him commentating Hi. or? Just him. Just like, you know, okay. <laughs> some nice shots. Just some okay. nice shots. Just some nice studio sell. work. Okay. Yeah, a couple in pants, you know, some in pants. Bit of a Magnuson. Okay. Magnuson. Okay. Magnuson is yep. doing we very well. The car is good. Very well. Schumacher might start doing well if he could avoid not doing well or crashing it. Um, oh, I don't know. I just think he's just not as good. No, I don't think he is as good. But um, and Magnus is you know, not even that good. So, which again, how shit was Mazepin? Yeah. Let's not forget. Let's not let's not erase him from our hearts. Let's continually he's remember how crap he so was. Bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it Mazepin. I think I could beat him in a karting race. Well. Okay, now. I mean, Terry, you haven't got. First of all, there are sanctions, so I think you're safe that it's never going to happen. Uh, second of all, second of all, second of all, when we went karting, you lasted, I think, from memory. You came out the pit lane. There was a right hander, a right hander, and then you crashed and cracked your ribs. (laughs) Yes. Well, actually, that's not quite right. I I cracked my ribs in the third race. The first race, I hurt my knees. But oh, fine. Okay. But I still think that's further than Mazipan managed in most races, to be fair. So, mm-hmm. you I'm know, just saying. Swings and roundabouts. Look, I'm often quite bombastic about my Formula One skills when I, <laughs> I'm terrible at karting. You just had the I wrong genuinely, equipment. I, okay, okay. Do you, know what? do you know what? Let's do it differently. I reckon, Phil, you could, meet, you could beat Marzipan in karting. Oh yeah, I, definitely. I don't. I, I don't. reckon so. Come on, Phil, big yourself up. Come on, have a bit of self confidence. You've seen how shitty he is. So weirdly, I was I was thinking about. We've seen how good you I, are. For, for, well, you for, won for a new, race. I did win a race against for, for Alex new, Brundle. No, he was several. I think he was in the the proper final. I was in the losers final, but I won the losers final. Nah. Anyway, um, I was uh, you know W series, <laughs> the, the the racing series for women. There was yeah, a girl I used to race against in oh, okay. Dubai. Who was up for that? And I and she was ridiculously good. Like she won everything. She'd absolutely wipe the floor with not just me, but everybody. And I thought, well, for sure, she's going to win the series. She didn't even make it into W series. They didn't get through the auditions. And it yeah, makes me think. It makes me I think. Still that, think you know, and I and I don't fan. and I don't think even Jamie Chadwick is particularly good. Whoa. And you know, Mars Marzipan is obviously crap. But one thing I've learned: the more I learn about racing drivers, even the shit racing drivers are quite good. And they so have you're money. you're saying that Marzipan is so bad that he doesn't deserve a place in Formula 1, but Jamie Chadwick, the best Formula W racer, isn't as good as him. So you're saying there shouldn't be women in Formula 1? I'm not saying she's... Not, well, no, she she has, I think, a better racing history. Because she's won an F3 race, I think. Has Mazepin won an F2 race? I'm not sure. I don't care. I don't want to go on record as saying that Mazepin is better than Jamie Chadwick. Until we see them race in similar machinery, I'm not going to say that. Well, we can't because they're sanctions. So it's going to have to be you versus Jamie Chadwick, Phil. And then we're <laughs> going to have to do some complicated maths. <laughs> they're both considerably better than I am. Let's put it that way. Chica on the Which- other hand. I, well, Chica, mm. yeah, yeah, especially whilst pregnant, because that really adds to the, to the risk. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, McLaren! <laughs> that was a hell Norris of a tangent. Has... <laughs> Nor- <laughs> Norris has sorted himself out, got some points and earned our respect again. Ricardo, what has happened to that man? Fuck Ricardo. 
It's the Australian Grand Prix coming up, and there's just been a tweet released where there's a picture on the track of one of the Heineken Zero adverts. Is It says, like, go with 0.0% Ricardo. Nice. So on the actual track where he's bound to be getting lapped, it's saying go Ricardo with 0.0% yeah. in go, a, which is it's a score the out amount of points you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's he's it's it's weird, isn't it? Because I mean, a the McLaren is crap this year. It's not just Ricardo; the mm. car is also crap. But also, this is a you know he was crap last year, and the assumption I think was that a large chunk of it was that he'd sort of parachuted into a car that he hadn't been involved with the development of, mm-hmm. wasn't set up for his style. Okay, he's one of those drivers that has a very set way that he likes a car set up and if it's not like that he can't do it he must have been quite heavily involved in the design of this car <clears throat> what the car that's now last yes and it's the car that he wasn't involved with and he still can't drive well work. norris can't either <laughs> it's uh i mean what is going on at mclaren because they've been on this upward trajectory since the kind of terrible honda couple since they years. were awful yeah yeah then they've got this kind of oh we're building a new wind tunnel we've got um What's his name? Sidle in. We've got all these new staff. We've got rid of all the bad people. We've got Mercedes engine again. And suddenly it's just like they've gone, oh, we had to do a car. Oh, fuck, we forgot. <laughs> we built so a lovely wind like tunnel. HR, yeah. We finished the wind tunnel and thought we were done. Well, actually, the wind tunnel is not going to be finished for like another three years or so. Oh, God. Because it turns no. out wind tunnels are really complicated when basically, yeah. I've seen a wind tunnel. It's a hairdryer. It's a, it's a big fan and like some sticks that have smoke coming yeah. out of it. I was outside today and it was windy, so I don't know, I don't know what they're messing about with um we i mean norris in fairness tunnel. norris got some points let's remember but it still was only seventh i mean last yeah but considering they were considering they were both last at one point in uh, you know a week previously True. that's True. actually True. not too bad uh it seems like it was yeah. a bit of an improvement but I, I think after the race he was still like yeah don't get used to us being any good because the car's crap okay so yeah ricardo's crap the car's crap Aston Martin, Vettel has COVID, so Hulkenberg came in and proved he was just as good, and Stroll collided with Albon on lap 47. Well, I wouldn't go as far as say Stroll collided with Albon, I'd say Albon crashed into Stroll. And uh, I, wouldn't one, go so, no. I wouldn't go so far as saying Vettel's got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I don't want to race that car, I don't want to go to Saudi, just I'm going to stay at home. <laughs> yeah. All I've got my red pen it. out and I'm colouring some <laughs> natural flow tests. I'm um, annoyed actually this week that when Schumacher crashed, they didn't also call up Hulkenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Had to do double duty. I thought they were going to, yeah, I thought they were going to sort of dip into other, like Giannazzi gets another call or who else could no, they No, I think up? what they should have done is they should have Bring back Jensen Button and, um, what's his name? The guy you liked, Pascal Verline just so they can recreate Monaco. (laughs) No, I think they should have put like the Haas and the Aston Martin on the track and just see which one Hulkenberg runs to. (laughs) Go on, go on. (laughs) Which one do you want? (laughs) Who do you want to live with? (laughs) I shall have this one. (laughs) My name is Nicole Bouquet. (laughs) I don't get it. Is that another Keeping Up Appearances <laughs> reference? Yeah. <laughs> this is great you know for our American audience. <laughs> for American audience and anyone under 35, <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> Alpha Tauri. Gasly got uncomfortable at the end of the race. Somebody fetched the poor guy a cushion and Sonoda didn't even make it to the grid. What do you do when you're experiencing severe discomfort? 
Sounds to me like Alpha Tauri got pranked and someone put laxatives in their drinks. <laughs> and, and, in Gasly, car. and Gasly is a fucking trooper and finished eighth. And Sonoda, at the first sign of wanting to do a poo, he's just out there going for it. He's running to the toilet, pooing his... <laughs> no, Sonoda, was, Sonoda wasn't ill. It was his car. His car broke down repeatedly to the point where he couldn't yeah. qualify and then he couldn't do the race either. Sonoda's he's just sitting there going, I'm ready to go. No, I disagree. I think we know what happened to Sonoda last year is that when he needs to poo, nothing else matters. <laughs> so he just pretends the car's shit. I'm a bit like that. I tend to find when I'm on the phone, I need to poo. And it's like, what do you do? Do you hold it in? Do you try yes. and end the call? Do you try and poo on the call? Which is Ooh, very danger. risky. Because you've either got to put a lot of paper down and hope there's no kind of wind, or you've got to mute. But then you're echoey when you come back in. Well, the the obvious solution is to soundproof your toilet, like get some of that stuff on the walls. Well, you say this, but I did the whole Hungarian Grand Prix while shitting last year. <laughs> Podcast, that is, not the Grand Prix. Uh, did you? Yeah. I had the squits bad, but professional, Chico. I'm a professional, didn't know. Yeah, just complained about it in interviews afterwards. <laughs> I just went in his suit. When we say interviews, it's like a, a, a signing on. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been looking for work? Well, I just did a podcast while doing a shit, so uh, I think Boot I can cast. do that factory work, yeah. Alpine! These two provided max entertainment for the viewers and value for money for the sponsors, but Ocon came out on top. What do you think it's like in the paddock watching your two brave boys fight it out like that? Uh, I would imagine that the bosses were probably experiencing severe intestinal pain because it was, I mean, it was great. I really enjoyed watching them you know, scrap it out. But it was a li- If I was the team boss, I'd be like, guys, just... Do you remember a few years ago when the Red Bulls kept scrapping and Christian Horner just ineffectually came on the radio going, guys, come on, can you stop? I'll please, just... I'll don't... Oh. And then they crashed into each other a few races later. It was like that. I think this is a problem with me getting older, which is when I see things like this, I actually do think of the team. And I'm like, oh, don't do that. That's really bad. Won't somebody team. think of? Oh, they're going to have such a hangover in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not enjoying. Where That'll I never I scrub should, out. Where I think I should be going. Yeah, go on. Let's have them both crash into each other. That'd be hilarious. I'm a bit like, <laughs> oh, come on. That's going to cost the team a lot of money. Poor Otmar. You know, the points are no, mean a lot there. for the next no, year's constructors. Oh, and the points mean, you know, if they both score points, that's they, that could mean a lot for the team next year. And that's what I think. I don't yeah. think. Oh, Pink bits of carbon fiber. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do think wow. that as well. Yeah, but it's like your catchphrase. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was good. In fairness to Schaffnau, he came on the the Sky F1 coverage because they went to the pit wall and said, "Oh my, your guys are fighting. Are you a bit nervous?" And he's like, "No, it's all fine. It's all fine. It's all fine." Sounding pretty nervous because there were a couple of moments where. There was some pretty dodgy moves going on. Like, if I were those drivers, I would be annoyed with the other driver because both of them did some pretty choppy defending. If I was Ocon, I would be now scared because we know that Alonso's temper is not nice. That's true. We'll see. Alfa Romeo. Joe hasn't waited long to prove he's a rule breaker and a rogue on the track and Bottas retired in the pits. What has happened to him? You're making me quite fancy, Joe. He's a rule breaker. <laughs> He's a, a bad boy. Track. Oh, yeah. He's he placed by his own rules. Smoke? He's a loose cannon, Terry. Oh, he's the He's a one-man wrecking machine. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, so, so in our eyes, Bottas is even the second driver here. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bottas was. Uh, Bottas, Bottas is clearly all Bottas needed was to be in a slightly worse car, um, because he's done quite he well. Been in there, the Mercedes this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's doing better than he would have been if he. Did. I don't know where he is in the points, but he must be actually though, because Hamilton got that anyway. Um, he, I think Bottas has been doing pretty well. He was unlucky that the car failed him um, in Saudi. He was doing quite well until then. Joe's doing all right, but he got a penalty, and then he got another penalty. <laughs> he got a penalty for not serving his penalty properly. Is that right? Oh, yeah, because the front jack... Mm. No, it wasn't his fault, was it? Because he had to go in. They had the five seconds before they can do anything, and the front jack man obviously forgot and just put the jack up. <laughs> but then instead of just... Then, and I, you got a feel for him, because at that point, he then just put the jack down again. But I think that restarts the counter again. Well, and it's just, it was but didn't bit... then the other front Jackman run in, presumably thinking that it wasn't working properly or something? Have I got, this, well, yeah, I got two things mixed up? Didn't, didn't there's, the front Jackman yeah. jack him up and then he ran away and the second spare Jack guy came in? Because there's a point where you just be, you know, if you're not a well-oiled team, there's a point where you're going, I, okay, this is what I always think, this is why I couldn't be a pit stop engineer mechanic kind of person. Nothing to do with skill or anything. It's just the fact I'd always be convinced it's me that's going to fuck things up. So if the front jack man mm, put the jack mm. up, I wouldn't think, oh, fuck, he just fucked up. I'd be there going, oh, fuck, we're supposed to put the jack up. Oh, shit. And I'd run in. I'd be that guy going, oh, fuck, I, th- I think I fucked up. And then realise that I haven't <laughs> fucked up. But by trying to not fuck up, I've really fucked up. Yeah. Well, that's essentially what happened. And that is very consistent with yeah. the Alfa Romeo brand, as we've previously discussed. You know, they look they look great. Um, and then they're very unreliable. Williams! A weekend of crashes, DNFs and punctures. Alban or Latifi, who would you rather spend a cosy Friday night in with? When you say cosy Friday night, do you mean like, mm, or oh, what kind of cosy mm. are we talking here? Oh, okay. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I mean, neither of them particularly do it for me, to be honest. Albon. I'll take yeah, Latifi then. Too. Fine, we'll just divvy up. Well, I'll have Latifi and you guys can have Alban, that's fine. Oh, if you want Latifi, uh-huh. I'll, I'll go for it. He'll probably like, trip over and fall through my coffee table or something like that. But no, What will happen is Latifi will ring you and say, I'm lost, and then they'll be knocking on the door and it's Verstappen. <laughs> <You're> like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <exactly. laughs> it's my house now. All of which takes us to the standings with Terry Saunders. So, it's time again for one of my famous, I've been on Wikipedia half an hour before we record. <laughs> so, I've been looking at names of missiles. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so, leading the championship with 45 points is the PGM-11 Redstone in a Ferrari, mm. Charles Leclerc. Um, the MGM-1 Matador, Carlos Sainz, is <laughs> nice. second. And the LAM, the Loitering Attack Missile, Max Verstappen, that's in third place. The Blue Steel Nuclear Standoff Missile is George Russell, also from the United Kingdom. And in fifth place, it's the LGM-25 Titan, it's Lewis Hamilton. The Brake Mine, which was a WW, which was a World War II project, is Espan Ocon, and he was shouting out to uh, Alonso, can you please break my car? And in seventh place is the SS-17 Spanker, Sergio Perez. Spanker. Uh, Dongfeng Spanker. Look, I didn't name the missiles. In eighth place is Dongfeng One, which is Kevin Magnuson. So <laughs> suck my Dongfeng. And in ninth place is the LGM One One Eight Peacekeeper. It's Valtteri Bottas. Tenth place, Green Cheese is Lando Norris. Eleventh place, Super Duper is Yuki Tsunoda. In twelfth place, Hyunmo, which is uh, I think what Pierre Gasly was saying on the radio at the end of the race. And thirteen is the AGM Twenty Eight Hound Dog, which is Vladimir Alonso. And Little Joe is Zhou Zhou Ganju. No, I can't remember how we said it. 
And the Constructors' Championship in first place with Saudi Wowdy. It's Ferrari <laughs> with 78 points. In second place, Saudi Howdy. Second place, it's 38 points for Mercedes. And in third place, Saudi Nodi. It's Red Bull who are pissed off at still being third. Pinky Winky is in fourth with Alpine. Uh, Ouchty Wouchty is Haas with <laughs> Saudi Bordy is Alfa Romeo. Saudi Ouchy is Alfa Tauri. And Nodi Wodi is McLaren in eighth place. And now it is time for Man of the Match of Driving. Pierre Gasly. Oh. 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 Now it's time for the State of F1 with Terry Saunders. Okay, so where should Formula One race? We all know that F1 is the only race that the circuits existed when we were 10. And by we, I mean anyone who ever watched Formula One from about 1970 onwards. But also, inexplicably, it costs a lot of money to hold a race that charges hundreds and hundreds of pounds for a ticket. So a lot of the old world venues have just given up or gone bust which is where the crown prince of dodgy deals, Bernie Eccleston, made his name. Basically, he somehow managed to own the rights to F1 for like 999 years by swiping it from under the noses of the FIA whilst they were snoozing off their pre-brunch wine, and then he sold Formula 1 to CVC, who despite sounding like some budget pound store in a retail park, instead were vultures in suits who saw F1 as less of a sport and more of an all-you-can-eat buffet made of money, served on plates of money, eaten on chairs made of money, and which, after eating, they sold for more money. The cost of F1 went up, but CVC, who were now more akin to the plant in Little Shop of Horrors, wanted more. And so Bernie lovingly hit up those cosy folks in the Middle East, who, as we all know, have lots of money as long as you don't look at their bucket of limbs. Which is how we've ended up with the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix, the second worst sporting event since the Qatar World Cup held later this year. But don't worry, I have a solution. Grand Prix have to be held, and for some reason, we need two a week now, and tracks are expensive, so what do you suggest we do about it, Terry? Who, by the way, since I've moved to Germany, there's been no fucking German Grand Prix, and the nearest ones are all awash with a fucking Dutch. But here's my plan. Lethal Weapon 2, or Diplomatic Immunity. Let's face it, we need oil money to keep F1 going, but we can launder said money by temporarily making dirty Middle Eastern F1 circuits national embassies for countries that used to have nice circuits. So next year, the Jeddah circuit could become the South African embassy and then the Saudi Grand Prix can be held at Kailami. <laughs> or Bahrain could avoid us thinking about human rights by becoming the Portuguese Grand Prix. F1 are set to announce a new Las Vegas Grand Prix, but I bet it's actually in fucking Russia. <laughs> it's more than likely. <laughs> that is it from us. It's goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had time to talk about the upcoming race in Australia at Melbourne where they've changed the track. And as I understand, it's completely different or maybe slightly different. But we'll find out in a couple of weeks and I'm excited. And to Terry Saunders. We also haven't talked about the fact that actually maybe the reason that Mercedes aren't doing very well is because this year they've made a shit engine because all of the Mercedes engine cars are at the bottom. Maybe that's what we should talk about more mm. if we were decent for one podcast. But, is it, ah, is it. It. but none of them complain about, about lack missiles. of power though, are they? <laughs> Well, they wouldn't, would they? They're in Saudi Arabia. We'll be back in two weeks to discuss the Australian Grand Prix in Melbourne. In the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake and follow us on Twitter at for F1's sake. Phil, how can listeners get 20% off and free delivery on the performance package 4.0 from Manscaped? 
you can get yourself to manscaped.com and use the code balls 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 and terry where can people buy merch from my balls or go to ff1s.com forward slash shop 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 thanks for listening see you in a fortnight i've been tigres goodbye goodbye Podcast Network.